Artificial intelligence has become a constant in our lives. The agricultural sector in India is no exception to that. Hello and welcome to the BL podcast. This is Navodita Ganguly. Today I'm joined by Shekhar Siva Subramanian, CEO Vadwani AI. Shekhar touches upon topics such as the possible application of AI in agriculture to increase its productivity. He talks about how Vadwani AI uses AI-based solutions in agriculture and more. Listen in. Hi Shekhar, thank you so much for joining us. So Shekhar, my first question to you is a very in general question but also very significant at the same time. What can be the possible application of AI in agriculture which will help to increase productivity? If we map on agriculture from the beginning to end, there is a significant set of opportunities that you can look at with respect to application of artificial intelligence. It spans, if you were to look at a classic uh, modeling of what agriculture is all about, you've basically got land and land characteristics. You've got a human being who's a farmer and farm and, and the farmer-related characteristics. The land and the farmer meet together in something called a crop which the person grows from one period of time and then uh, the crop matures and the person, the individual, the farmer gets some advantage out of uh, growing that particular crop. And then there are things before that that happens, there are things after that that happens in terms of preparing for it and then selling it. So this is a classic life cycle for a farmer at an abstract sense. In this, there are multiple things that are possible, right from making sure that you provide assistance to the farmer to determine which, which crop to pursue, and then once they pursue a crop, coming out with um, prediction models, which will give the yield. And yield means quantity. Quantity means money. Uh, you can come out with various um, digital interventions to get an understanding of what the farmer does during the course of the crop life cycle so that you can influence it by giving them highly contextual information, information related to weather, related to soil and related to other things. One of the challenges that they face is various diseases. And so you can provide solutions on pest management and other areas as well. So the entire space of agriculture is full of data and opportunities for us to analyze and assist the farmer at the ground level. Okay. All right. So basically, it's a very broad area. It's an extremely broad area. Uh, it's rich both in terms of the type of data, which is we call it contextual data, which is data available through public sources, things like weather, mm-hmm. crop, various uh, micronutrients and various aspects of crops. So, and also you can take advantage of a lot of image-based processing because by definition, each of these aspects of a particular crop has a certain image footprint which you can analyze for a variety of reasons. So it's it's a very rich environment. The challenge, of course, is it's geographically dispersed. And to a certain extent, it has been under-addressed. It has not been addressed because of the availability of a digital pipeline with, with 5G and other things. That problem will get solved. And so it's a question of releasing, assuming that you have this massive pipelines across India, this is the right time to come up with solutions we can leverage that pipeline. All right. So how is Vadwani AI using artificial intelligence-based solutions in agriculture? I'll give you the overall context and then I'll give you an example. Um, The overall context of problem solving in AI is essentially um, we have to be the people at the institute 
that is responsible for identifying the problem uh, because um, by definition the way you do, you can identify these problems is based on a good understanding of the underlying domain which is agriculture a very analytical ability to understand what are the problems that will be of value to solve so the problem definition phase for us is extremely important and we work with domain experts so when we work on a pest management we work with people who are experts in understanding that space very well then we try and come up with a solution that is an end to end solution that is very important because there is no point just saying i know how to do ai you have to make sure it is usable make sure it addresses the overall cultural and linguistic characteristics of the user so it has to always be multilingual the interfaces have to be appropriate for a, a audience that may or for the user community that is not necessarily urbanized or not necessarily that strongly entrenched in the digital world so you need to be able to educate them through that process for several people the smartphone is relatively new so you need to help them adopt it so that they are comfortable with it and then of course scale it so this is the way we approach the problem so what we did with one of our problems which is pest management is do the same thing the approach has to be multidisciplinary you have to have people who understand agriculture you need people who understand user research and the way users behave you need to have ai scientists who solve the problem you have to have engineers who can wrap around the solution and provide it in an app and then you also need to have folks who work on measurement to make sure that whatever solution we give actually has an impact on the ground as it scales and we need to wrap all of this together in a usable solution for for the folks who use it so we in pest management we did this whole thing we have a specific problem in in cotton we followed this process we defined the problem we gave them the solution now it's at a certain scale pan india we have been able to release it where uh, in the fourth season we have a fairly large footprint of usage of our solution pan india so we work in this manner digging into pest management in cotton like pest management in cotton has been a very severe problem so how exactly did you help improve the situation for farmers and also were there tie ups with government state governments for the same and which all states did you focus on like when we say pest management in cotton like gujarat for example is the one that comes to mind so could you uh, shed some lights into this questions yes so uh, first of all cotton is uh, one of the largest um, cash crops in the world and about mm-hmm. 90% of it is grown by small small holding farmers india itself grows 25% of cotton there are over 6 million farmers uh, cotton farmers and about 40 to 50 million secondary individuals who are benefiting from the growth of cotton in other words the secondary employment created at that level in india the problem is the productivity or the yield of cotton is much lower than the world the world produces about 808 kilograms per hectare india produces just over 500 and a significant amount of loss is due to pest infestation and the pest infestation is dominated by one particular pest um, called bollworms and one of them is called the pink bollworm and an enormous amount of uh, Uh, wastage occurs due to due to that particular pest so the way this was happening in the past is that uh, the scientific community in agriculture in india has given a specific way to address this problem which is you put sticky traps on a farm at one location and um, when the pest grows to a certain size these are pheromone based traps so the pest gets attracted to the fragrance and it sticks inside the trap and when it sticks inside the trap the farmer should go periodically and just take whatever is the contents of that trap and put it onto some surface 
and, and count or understand what is the pest infestation. So this used to occur where they would take this information to a local advisory, uh, which could be some distance away, and they will come back with a recommendation. And the time period between the occurrence of or the capture of the pests and the advice could be three, four, five, six, seven days. This particular period of between three and seven days is super critical because the entire yield, the entire crop can get destroyed because those pests are growing. So our solution is very uh, simple to use. So what we have told the farmer is that, look, the moment you go to the field, uh, you take what is in the trap, take it onto a relatively clean surface and immediately photograph it. And as soon as you photograph it, the AI tool works in the background, counts it based on the local advisory. So there are stipulated guidelines offered by the state and offered by other uh, experts in the agriculture community who say that if the number of pests is above a certain amount or below a certain amount, then you've got to do a certain set of things. So it uses all that information, puts it into a set of rules. And right there and then, literally in about 10 seconds or 15 seconds, the farmer is given an advice saying, don't do anything, you're all okay. Or watch out, come back and re-monitor in a small period of time. Or take this generic pesticide, we don't promote any pest, but a generic chemical and say that, look, please use this at this quantity because this is the level of infestation that you have. So that particular application now is being augmented with other information like weather information, Monday prices, and to make it useful for the farmer. And uh, this has been rolled out. So the advantage of such a solution, which is rolled out through private partners. So we have 15 to 20 private partners. These are large-scale partners who we team up with, as well as states. Recently, we, we signed an MOU with Karnataka. We've been working in multiple states in Gujarat. We worked in Punjab, in Maharashtra. We worked in Tamil Nadu. We worked briefly in Orissa as well. So in Telangana. So we work with the state machinery and we work with our private partners in order to implement this solution. We believe that this coming Kharif season, so cotton is grown in the Kharif season. And the Kharif season starts around June and ends around December. So this particular Kharif, which is going to happen on June 23rd, uh, June 2023, sorry, that we expect to hopefully get about five to six lakh farmers. The usage of the scientific technique of this pest management is done by about 15 to 20% of farmers in India. And this solution, therefore, has about a million farmers that we can touch. The secondary benefits are several because the number of farmers who start adopting the scientific technique increases, which is very good. The usage of pesticides reduces, which is reduction in cost and reduction in effort on their part. The environment is less damaged and their entire crop is saved. So as this picks on, because this is a relatively new type of technology that farmers have not seen in the past. Nobody has seen a ground level implementation where you take AI and it suddenly touches the ground. So both the states, the center, of course, and our partners are very excited and we also are very happy to provide the solution. We just need to continue to persist to increase the footprint. So in an ideal situation, out of the 6 million farmers, if we can touch at least 50% or more, which is 3 million or more, then this type of approach can be replicated to multiple crops. And you can consider pest management as an area using image-based processing and AI as being a systematic technology-enabled solution that will work on the ground. So that's our construct with respect to pest management. Okay, so is it like it's an app that's available in Play Store and farmers can download it? Yes. Uh, what's the name of the app? Cotton Ace. Uh, are they like downloading it on an everyday basis? How How is it going? So the way we have to do this is... Uh, 
all of this starts only at the beginning of a season because mm-hmm. the context of usage is during the cotton season. Mm-hmm. So we have cotton farmers, extension workers or extension officers and program administrators, both at the government as well as the private level. And we have to have a campaign before the season starts. So the individuals who used it in the prior years will typically come back to use it. But in order to increase coverage, we have drives to make sure that they understand what it is. We have training programs at district levels to make sure that the adoption is there. We conduct a training for awareness because in as much as this is an AI solution, probably the larger context, which is more important in one sense at this stage, is the fact that we are creating a tremendous amount of awareness of how you use technology in agriculture, which has been underserved by technology. So a lot of this is new. People find it very novel and innovative being told that, look, you can use technology in a farm. So we have to spend a lot of time and then the usage starts. Then we get people downloading the app and then they start using it during the season. It's sporadic. Some people use it very systematically, yet others may not use it as much as we want. So that whole thing then goes into play. Okay. So did you face any struggle while trying to spread awareness about this amongst the farmers, concerned about this is something very new? This might look challenging. We don't face as much um, of resistance. Uh, the area that we probably face a lot is slowly and steadily the incidents. This requires a basic smartphone. Mm, yeah. So a smartphone may or may not be available to all farmers. So our construct that we have is we call a lead farmer as a person who has a smartphone and we call a cascade farmer as a person who does not. So we track both. Let's assume that a lead farmer has a smartphone and is interested in his or her own farm and takes photographs of only that. Then we all, And then we realize that there's a huge pest infestation. Then we quickly get in touch with the cascade farmers as well, who do not have maybe traps or who do not have smartphones and tell them, look, be careful and start using it. Using this technique, we have broad-based the awareness and adoption. Although there is only one person using it, there could be, for each person using it, there could be five to 10 people that you can impact over and above that one person using it, which again, multiple cascade farmers coming in and multiple people coming in to use this is indicative of the fact that people are willing and comfortable to use technology. I think I expect that as people get used to 5G or as they get used to buying phones and getting used to normal usage of a mobile device for all other things that they use in their lives, then naturally there's going to be a time when A, the awareness, B, the comfort, and C, the pace of adoption is like a tipping point. It will happen. It will happen over the next 12 to 18 months where the tipping point will be so high that people will say, oh, naturally, give it to me. I know how to use it done. Okay. All right. So you're optimistic that in 18 months, there will be a change? There will be a fairly significant change. And it's up to us also to keep driving it. We have to, we have been a little early. Uh, We've been at the early stage of um, uh, some of these technologies, uh, not just these, all of the technologies we work with. And it's our responsibility to push hard for uh, for adoption and for also t- explaining to people what it is. We try not to explain with too much jargon and information. All they need to understand is this technology assists them in their lives. It is good to use. It is non-intrusive. It's non-invasive. It has no nothing that is uh, negative or dangerous for them. It's a relatively easy technology to use and it helps them do their, it helps them in their livelihood quite a bit. Okay, understood. Lastly, to wrap it up, how can governments and NGOs together use AI to help the agri-sector as a whole? 
Sure. Multiple ways. Uh, so if you look at the problem identification phase, that is a little more analytical. It requires more sitting together, maybe in a room and discussing the type of problems that are faced in the sector. So that's very important. So consistent engagement. We have engagements with the center as well. We have an MOU with the central government, uh, with the Department of Agriculture and with states. So constantly working with them to identify problems is arguably one very important aspect of serving the space. And the second is to the extent possible, and this can come both with the government as well as NGOs, to the extent possible, providing data not very high volumes, but data that is centric to solve the problem at hand, whether it is photographs or it is anything else that they can provide to start solving problems in the space, that is very useful. That's number two. And the most important thing that we look for is to mobilize the entire set of targeted set of users, whether they are farmers in cotton, uh, whether they are farmers in general, through NGO, through government, to constantly educate them on the adoption and usage of technology, kind of a marketing and awareness type of effort, so that when point solutions come, when we send out a solution out on the field, there is a greater awareness, adoption, and some of these solutions work better if there's a sense of discipline by the farmer to do things periodically. So if we ask them, if we request them to check once a week in their farm to take a photograph, that will serve them very, very well. So pushing these agenda items, so that it benefits the farmer is very important. So there's three things. One, make sure you identify the problems well. Solving the problem is not a problem. That's our problem. Second, getting the data. Third, most importantly, supporting us in deployment. If these three things are done and constantly done with a sense of dedication and perseverance by all the participants in the ecosystem, I think um, steadily the adoption of meaningful technology at the ground level, no puns intended, will go up quite dramatically. Okay. All right, Shikhar. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks a lot for this conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you like it, please subscribe and share. Thank you.